Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to Gianni's team selection ahead of the final game week before the World Cup. How are you Gianni, you feeling good? Yeah mate, I'm really well. I'm um, I'm looking forward to game week 16. I'm probably looking forward to a bit of an FPL rest, but I'm also very excited about the World Cup and Fantasy World Cup as well. So mm. yeah, here I am in my Italy shirt. I can imagine all the comments now, early on in the World Cup. Well, I don't care. I'm still wearing my one of my favourite shirts. Very brave, um, very brave wearing that just before the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, so. I know. I've got World Cup theme behind me as well. Like I'm going to just be rotating international jerseys on my wall for the next month, I think. Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Spain only because I put money on them. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I actually want them to win. I just think they've... Um, you never know with the World Cup. Like you're Obviously, back in the favourites, Brazil. I, I, look, if you ask me who you think is most likely to win, I probably would go Brazil. But in terms of value for money and the odds you get for a very young Spanish team with what I think has got the best manager at the World Cup... I'm I'm happy to have a little punt there. Very good, very good. Uh, apologies for my if my sound quality is a little bit reduced and my image is a bit of a brightness there coming from. I'm in I'm in Sweden, sunny, not sunny Sweden, sunny Sweden ish, grey and and wet Sweden, uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very nice. But I'm I'm using some kind of dodgy equipment that I've <laughs> I've discovered uh, in this house. So we're trying to make the best uh, of it. Right, we're going to talk about a game week fifteen. It was drama, as always. Uh, we're going to talk about game week 16. One more week left before the World Cup, obviously. So uh, this is the time to dead-end your teams and, and get those final final day punts. Uh, and we're also going to have a bit of a reflex on the season so far, some of the standout teams and, and players uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, before we do that, Journey's team selection, as always, is sponsored by Fantasy Five. Uh, if you haven't played Fantasy Five before, it's a completely free-to-play game, which you can play every week, and you can win £10,000 uh, for free, all you got to do is pick five players who outscore their fantasy points target, and if they all do so, uh, you win ten thousand pounds or a share of ten thousand pounds. If others uh, get it right as well, guess what, Jenny? There was a winner. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. we finally had a winner. Uh, Bozidar, congratulations! He went for Salah, Gabriel, James Madison, Almiron, uh, which were all pretty standard picks, yeah. but then went for Vissa. In the Brentford fair play, game. but we knew Tony was out, so yeah. Vista was probably a little bit underpriced. You know, I know. and you and you look at that team. You know, Salah, Gabriel, Madison, Amran. Okay, Gabriel was was tricky. You know, Arsenal defender um, away at Chelsea. Obviously, got the goal. Quite a lot of luck there. But the rest were were pretty solid solid picks. And didn't Did he go, go Harry Kane. Didn't no. go Harry Kane. No, what? exactly. I know Harry Kane mm. at, at three five went for Salah instead, uh, and and won it. I thought Kane, you know Kane also also would have. Um, also won it as well because he had a ridiculous yeah. price last week. But yeah, we actually ignored the bonus offer and, and won it anyway. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, he was the single 
jackpot winner. So he won £10,000 um, all on his own. So there you go. Get involved. Links in the description uh, below as always. Uh, right, let's talk about game week 15 then. Yeah. Uh, you had Pope in goal, Bueno, Ooh. Cancelo, <laughs> oh dear, uh, Zuma, uh, Trippier with 12 and Williams with one. So not a great week Ow. for your... Not a great week for your five at the back uh, defence, um, but it gets a bit better now, luckily. Martin with three, Salah with 15, uh, De Bruyne captain with 14, Kane with eight, and Alvarez uh, with nine. So green arrow for you. No Haaland uh, in your team. We talk about him in quite a bit of detail because you're going to struggle to get him back. <laughs> I'm uh, getting him back. <laughs> yeah, what, what were your moves? What were your moves? And how did they come So I went out? city to city. So I, I had two free transfers um, because the week before I wasn't able to make my transfer. So I, I had two frees. Um, and I, I went um, Haaland out to Alvarez and then Foden out to KDB. I said on this stream last week, if we get wind of X player for Man City not starting, I will transfer them out because I believe having three Man City players for Fulham at the Etihad was an absolute must. Mm. So I, I went, Alvarez, I think he'll start. We never had confirmation Alvarez was starting, but I was happy to take that pump based on the news we had on Haaland. And then KDB, we knew would start because of being at, he was rested in the Champions League. And he starts every game. So KDB captain was very easy, and Alvarez in were my two transfers. I was so disappointed when Cancelo gave away the penalty and got red carded. Not because I owned him. I didn't really mind the minus two because pretty much everyone else is getting that minus two other than you as doesn't own him. Um, so I was fine with Most that. Most of celebrated all season, I think, that red card. <laughs> what, what I really cared about was that then meant um, a city with 10 men with an hour of football still to play or whatever it was meant my Alvarez points, my De Bruyne captaincy points were massively going to be reduced. And at the time, they were one up Alvarez had scored. When he scored early, I just thought, I'm getting a hat-trick here. Um, but the Cancelo red changed the game. It also meant, in my head straight away, as soon as I saw that, we're going to see Haaland now. I don't think we were going to see Haaland. I really don't. If it was 3-4-0, Haaland stays benched. But we saw Haaland because the game was still tight at 1-0. Um, so that red card had a huge knock-on effect for fantasy owners of of Haaland, but also of Alvarez, De Bruyne, mm. and any other City players. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the most... I can't dr- complain, though. Still got no, points. absolutely no. I mean, it was one of the most dramatic, like, deadline... Deadline days, is that what we call them? Deadlines, FPL deadlines. Because, obviously, the server crashed again for the second week uh, in a row. It left a lot of people unsure. I was unsure who my captain was on. You know, I'd, I'd made my transfers earlier, um, which was a bit of a... A bit of an issue, really, because I I didn't take Foden out, and then we got the news that he was he wasn't starting, and I took Zaha out instead, and it was all yeah, you know how it goes. It's all, all a bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah. Were you making transfers right up until deadline, or, or changing your the team, or were you locked um, in before the, the kind of issues? I don't want to be seen to be sort of promoting team leaks too much because I'm not a fan of them, um, and I, I'm I'm not a fan of us gaining an advantage but sure with the information we have we do it but just to reference what happened I guess at, at, at 10 past the, the, the deadline was at half past we got team news at 10 past a reliable leak by 11 minutes past as I'd made my transfers I was completely on it because I, I knew what had happened the week before and I knew the only things I was looking for I wasn't going to be waiting on team news from Brentford or mm whatever other team it was like if I get that Man City news I know exactly what I'm doing so I was really quick and because of that I I beat the rush um 
but I was very lucky and I I'm not willing to wait again I think I've learnt my lesson I, I, I missed out the week before when I wasn't able to make transfers the week just gone I got very lucky that I made mine super earlier than most next week I'll be making my transfers with good time. I'm not going to be waiting for leaks because it's just too unreliable. And I, yeah, people will moan. If people moan for the third week, they weren't able to make transfers. Knowing what we know of the last couple of weeks, you've probably only got yourself to blame. Mm. It's not maybe that maybe some might say it's not good enough, but let's just play with what's in front of us. We know what happens, so work your way around it yep. if you can. Yeah, it was an interesting one because I mean, in the end, people. You know, if if people didn't get their moves through or their transfers through, they weren't crazily punished because Harden still got the goal. Uh, you know, I know Salah got more points. Maybe a few would have moved the captaincy over to him and, and that kind of stuff. But you know, at, at least and you know, if you transferred him out, now hopefully you've got him back for this Brentford game. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it was it was a, it was a strange one. Um, I mean, De Bruyne, for example, seemed to me like just such a unbelievably great captaincy option. Uh, against Fulham with, with Harden and Foden both out and for him to only get seven points and you know Salah to then get 15 and other players to, to do well I was, I was I was disappointed with that as a, as a as a KDB owner and captainer I'd seen and heard how well he was playing up until the red card and, and he had had a couple of shots as well it was a game there for him and Alvarez mm. I actually think my look at my team and I can even consider myself despite being able to make my transfers I can consider myself unlucky, I think. But I'm now left in a position for those that didn't go Haaland to Alvarez. Haaland got five, Alvarez nine. But you've saved a transfer and you haven't got the headache of having to try and get him back. I'd much rather, knowing what we know now and what happened and the points that came in, I'd have rather stayed on Haaland, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so there we go. The KDB penalty um, that Haaland scored... Um, was good for me, even though I didn't own Haaland and I knew he scored it. As soon as I saw it was KDB that got the assist, I was like, okay, that's, that's actually better for me, even as a non-Haaland owner, because I captain KDB and the celebration, he got the yellow card Haaland, which meant KDB went from one bonus to two bonus and obviously he gets the assist. So I had a little, I was net up on that one action of that penalty, despite mm. it being Haaland, who's, I don't know his EO, but it was probably very scary to not own him. And I, I didn't even look at his EO because I was worried. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look at your bench though, six with Ward, seven with Bailey, six with, with Andreas. Uh, hey, every time well. Bailey, Leon <laughs> Bailey, I've not had points from all season. He's not on my bench, but he does occasionally get these, these good returns. And it's like, oh, he's always on my bench. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should have played him. It was new manager bounce at Villa Park. I did, I did consider him or Nico mm. as first sub, and went Nico Williams first sub, and obviously came on for Mitrovic. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's a lottery a lot of the time, isn't it? I'm finding that with with players. I mean, it's it's another point for Andreas though when people have called, you know, called on him. You know, Mitrovic going out, he was first sub for a lot of people, and, and comes in. Uh, he, he is a good, he is a good sub to have. Uh, Great to know he's on pens when Mitch is on the pitch yeah, as well. We absolutely. didn't even know that before. No, absolutely. Uh, so we'll move over to Game Week 16. Let's talk about Salah quickly. 15 points uh, for him. It wasn't... I mean, it was a better It was a better Liverpool performance, but again, really gifted two goals by, by yeah. Spurs uh, as well. I mean, it's a good game um, in the end. I mean, what did you make of Salah, though, in that game? Because I, he's finally I rewarded like... people, but... Two sh- I think he had two shots in the game. Is that right? Something yeah. Like that. And I know it must be slightly painful because I know you sold him early. Yeah. And I know I told you not to. Uh, <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the first goal I thought was great. Like It was a fantastic first touch and finish and Darwin laid it off to him. 
The second goal was complete luck. Like, Dyer, what a howler from a goal kick. And as much as that Dyer can play in the middle of a back three as the sweeper, but when you've got responsibilities to clear, like, and tackle and track as you do when you play either side of that centre-back, Dyer, too many questions are asked of Dyer, and he's shown over the years he's not good enough. He's a, he's a good sweeper, and he likes having time on the ball, and he's a good passer. That system is very good for him. But it was very good for David Luiz, who was also a rubbish centre-back. But when you play in that role in the back three, you can be, it can suit some players. And Dyer looks very good for it. And David, David Luiz always looked brilliant for it as well. Um, but that Salah, I saw the formation, the diamond in midfield, Bobby behind the front two of Darwin and Salah Central. I like it. Um, it was a very good first half from Liverpool, despite being gifted that second goal. I thought they were very good value in that first half second half it was all Spurs and, and Liverpool still sort of limped over the line I don't have a huge amount of confidence when they play strong teams um, and the chances against them is ridiculous mm. you know but Southampton at Anfield I'm expecting a lot I'm yeah. expecting a lot it's a really nice fixture and uh, I mean the, the transfer the two transfers I made were taking out two players with what I thought looked quite tough fixtures this week and I would have been worried next week yeah and they've actually got all their points this week and then they've got the good fixture to come. And they might still get them again. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really painful. Luckily, this isn't my team selection, so we haven't got to keep, uh, keep going on about it. Uh, Tune in for that on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't think I'm doing one this week. Uh, so let's take a look at you, how you set up for game week 16. Yeah. So you've got your double Newcastle defence, Pope and Trippier. Uh, it's Cancelo and Zuma. Uh, Bailey is coming into the team. Uh, Marcinelli, De Bruyne, Salah currently with the captaincy. Uh, Mitrovic, Alvarez and Kane uh, with Ward, Williams, Andreas and Bueno on your bench. OK, let's address the elephant in the room then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to have... Well, you've got a City striker, which is which is good. It's just not the right one. Yeah, I made the transfers last week knowing if I sell Haaland, I'm going to lose 0.3. And I lost 0.3 and I'm up for that because I, I genuinely thought Alvarez could be on a hat-trick, right? Um, so I was willing to take that risk. But I also knew the minute I sold Haaland... I knew I was always going to be bringing him back. And that was always the plan. So the plan was always to bring him back. And bring him back, I will. As long as we think he's fit. Um, and I'm, again, I'm interested to see if he's even in the squad. I think they play mm. Chelsea this evening on Wednesday night. Um, but yeah, training photos again, I'll be looking at. Personally, I think he'll start. I've seen Pep's quotes on Tuesday. I think I'm okay with them. Um, it's Pep. Pinch of salt. Now, a plan, a route back to Haaland last week, I hadn't quite worked out, but I knew it would mean sacrificing a premium and I knew it would mean a four-point hit. So I've got three options. Uh, Pretty much I'm converting Kane to Haaland uh, and that means I need to sell a a Man City slot. So that would mean Alvarez to a seven million forward, Skamaka, for example. Um, I would sell Salah uh, to... Haaland, effectively. It would mean selling Salah to a cheap midfielder and then Alvarez to Haaland. Or selling De Bruyne for Haaland, which would mean De Bruyne gets converted to a Man City mid or a Rashford. Um, and then Alvarez up to Haaland. Um, so they're my three options. I pretty much have to sacrifice one of those three premiums to get him and take a four-point hit. I do think that's the right call for me. Some would say, just go without him for a week. Captain Salah or Captain Kane for a week. I genuinely think Haaland is head and shoulders above those others, which means I have to get him for that four-point hit, in my opinion. So at the moment, I'm, I'm likely to, to, to compromise on, on KDB. I could still have Triple City because KDB could become Bernardo Silva. Can't be Foden, but I don't think I want it to be Foden. Um, and then Alvarez to Haaland. 
That's that is really, that is really interesting. I I wouldn't have thought he'd be taking a four point hit to get Harlem back and selling one of those because it's it's not just a four point hit for Harlem, is it? It's selling one of De Bruyne, Salah, and Kane, all with yeah, good fixtures, all with great fixtures. Yeah, all potential yeah. captaincy options. Really, um, yeah, interesting. So after watching that first half of of Liverpool Spurs, I was pretty set on selling Harry Kane. I was looking at it going. I can go Kane to Skamaka, Alvarez to uh, Haaland. I shouldn't keep saying Skamaka, a seven million forward. Um, <laughs> and then I saw the second half, and boy, was Spurs good. Mm. And Kane did what he does, and he looks, you know, Kane's going to want to score before the World Cup, momentum. The Leeds fixture again, I watched Leeds against Bournemouth, and the last couple of Leeds games, it's like, okay, yeah, they're good and they're scoring goals, but geez, do they allow chances against them. So I, I, I watched that second half. After seeing Salah in the first half, Kane in the second half, and went, these two guys I can't compromise on. I feel like I can compromise on De Bruyne. As good an option as he is, when he plays on the same pitch as Haaland, FPL history shows us in the first half many game weeks we've had, when they've played together, Haaland outscores De Bruyne. Mm. Even when De Bruyne gets good points, Haaland still outscores De Bruyne. We had this conversation earlier in the season. I know Mark was going against... Harland a bit and he was captain De Bruyne it was like it's a good captaincy option De Bruyne but he's no Harland no not in no, FPL yeah I, I think out of those three I think it would be De Bruyne that I'd I'd lose I don't think you can sell Salah ahead of Southampton at home I mean you, you could lose Kane but I, I think it makes sense because I think the Harland is an upgrade on De Bruyne and then you can have a bit of yeah. fun with that that midfield spot um, yeah. I mean you could you could go for another City mid like you mentioned you could go for even like a Greedish or a Bernardo Silva or one week yeah. and just try and you know hope they just get a massive score against, against Brentford I think um, I'd have 8 million to spend yeah. okay. and and I can pretty much get any Man City mid other than Foden who I wouldn't want so I, I was currently looking probably thinking if Bernardo Silva's rested against Chelsea he's the one that sort of is pretty reliable for starts and 90s remember I, I don't want to make these moves last minute I'm not going to be waiting for leaks so, you know, if I thought even Gundogan was starting or Bernardo or even Amares or Grealish, I could, I'd have the funds to go there for a one-week punt, which mm. could be really fun. Yeah. Do, do we know what's wrong with Mitrovic? Do we know why he missed out? He got a knock on international duty for Serbia about a month ago. And we knew when he got that knock that he was carrying a knock to the point where Fulham had been bringing him off in a few games and mm. he was flagged a couple of times. Um, and it was reported after the game, again, it, it's just it's a recurrence of that knock. I've got a bit of a theory on this that he's no worse than what he was two weeks ago, that they looked at the fixtures and went, he's knocking on the manager's door going, look, I'm going, I've got Serbia going to a World Cup. I'm their main man. Mm. This doesn't happen much. I want to be fresh. I need a week off because I've been pushing myself to the limit for you guys in the last month from that injury I picked up on international duty. I, I can play one of these next two games, but I need a week off. And they went, we're not going to get anything from the Etihad. They nearly did, um, but but that's your game off. And look, Craven Cottage, Man United at home, game week 16, we see that as winnable. Um, we need you fit and firing for that. Mm. I guarantee it will start. Okay, good. Because that's, that's, I'm, I'm just looking at your team and I'm thinking, okay, you're, you're taking these this four-point hit to sort out your Haaland or lack of Haaland issue. Uh, but then you've got Mitrovic with a flag, you've got Bailey, you've got double Newcastle defence at home to Chelsea, although... Way Chelsea are playing at the moment, that's probably not a, yeah. not too much of a bad thing. So there probably is other things that you could do if you wanted to have a bit of um, a bit of fun. But at the same time, you've got to deal with Alvarez because if Haaland's going to come back in, he's going to be relegated to the bench. We we would have thought 
Or could he play on the right? Because Foden's <laughs> been playing so poor. Well, not he's not he's not been favoured by Pep in that right hand role. No one's really staked a claim to go. I need to play on that right hand slot in the last month. Now Bernardo Silva does a great job, but he's also so valuable in the middle. Knowing Alvarez played well against Fulham and scored that great goal, mm. and Pepper said before he can play down the right, it would be so Pep game week sixteen. Harlan starts and Alvarez still gets loads of points and starts on the right. Could you imagine? Yeah. So I do wonder if that happens, but I can't have them both. And obviously it's Harlan. Do I want? Well, the, but... I mean, the, wor- the worst thing to happen tonight would be for Alvarez to be benched and Foden to play. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. then you've got to think that it, you know on Saturday Alvarez has had a little rest and he, he's been doing well when he probably comes back in. So yeah, they could even go up to two up top and change things around a bit. I think if I think Foden will start tonight. I think Alvarez might start and score goals, though, come off at mm. 60, and we go, oh, he could start again at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, One thing I don't think I'll be doing, though, is waiting for two years. And, guys, for those that look, are looking at that, don't take the risk this week, I don't think. Yeah. It's been three weeks on the trot. Make your transfers early this week. I, I do think you need to Saturday morning. Oh, Foden, Foden is, is a player who I did not think was going to be an issue. I know. I, and I we just, all sold Trossard for him, didn't we? I you know. know. I know. I just thought he's he's got that spot. You know, the left spot or the right spot, nailed down, yeah. one of the two. He's been playing really well, scoring, best form ever. And he, something something has happened. Something has happened, mm-hmm. I swear, behind the scenes. It's happened last Christmas, didn't it? And it, it, we later found out he was on the naughty step. But at the time, I think he had an incident with Grealish where he was out late. Mm. But again, it was around the Boxing Day fixtures. We all had him in our teams. And it was, it was away to Newcastle at St James's Park. And out of nowhere, he was just benched. And then you missed a few games then. Some, something similar has happened again. It must have done. It must have done. You can't, you can't go from starting every every match this season to missing three yeah, in a row. big ones as well. Like, the Premier League's so important. They're not even, yeah. they haven't even top of the league, you know. It was like... Yeah. Yeah. Poor Mares. He still can't even get a, I know, get a yeah. start. Bless him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I've got Mitrovic flagged. You mentioned my double Newcastle defence with Pope and Trippier. I could play Ward. Like West Ham haven't been putting up trees and Leicester keeping clean sheets galore. But I do look at that fixture and think Chelsea have been so poor. St. James's Park, I'm not convinced Chelsea score in that game. So looking at the, forgetting that I've got Trippier, looking at it in isolation, Pope versus Chelsea at home or Ward on the road to West Ham. And that mm. is the bit that does it for me. It's that away fixture. I do think West Ham score and I think I'm going to go Pope. I think Newcastle will be pretty confident of, of getting getting a win I'd say against Chelsea yeah, at the moment. they've got to be favourite. yeah they have they're playing incredible incredible football incredible stuff at the moment um, let's talk about some of your picks then so you talk about you know, maybe taking De Bruyne out and getting a, a Rashford or, or someone are there any players you're looking at game week 16 I mean this is the big question this is content this week is, is tough because yeah. it all comes down to one question really which is who's going to get the most points this week <laughs> yeah there's I mean, look, I, I, as always, I'm defaulting back towards Man City for obvious reasons, but I do think there's a, there's a few nuggets. Players that I'm probably not going to buy, but I like the look of. Um, I think Wilfred Zaha, I know you've just sold him, and I know oh, so many have just say sold that. him. Don't say that, Jaddy. He goes to Forest, and one thing we've learned from Nottingham Forest still is they look like they're going to concede tons of chances. And what I was, the best thing about Zaha, which unfortunately his owners weren't able to benefit from, was at the weekend, yes, he scored a goal and got an assist. But it was where he played. He's not been playing down the middle. He's been playing wide left. Well, at the weekend, they played a 4-4-2. Are you wide right? Eze played on the left. And it was Wilf down the middle with Elise. That front two was so good against West Ham. 
Beating West Ham at the London Stadium is a really good result for Palace, who aren't always great on the road. Well, they're on the road again to Nottingham Forest, and I think they'll be unchanged. And I think we'll see Zaha down the middle again. Mm. Has the penalty appeal too? He's a good pick with Zaha against Forest. I just didn't. I just didn't see it. I just didn't see him him get coming away from no. that game. West Ham's defensive numbers have been so good. Palace's yep. attacking stats have been so poor, and Zaha's own you know stats have been have been poor. So, but that's on the left. And now and he went. He said to him, look, Edouard wasn't doing it, and Zaha yep. can do it. And we know there's a player there. I, if you were, it's such a shame for the Wilf Sellers that they only got that insight into him playing centrally, and that 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 turn of of performance the day after they sold him. Yeah, gutting really. It's 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 a, it's a classic thing with with FPL, which is patience. Which is where does yeah. where does patience with a player end and stubbornness begin? Because. Yep. You know, I'm looking at that and thinking week after week, I'm sticking with him throughout the good fixtures. And I look at the West Ham away game and I think, hey, this is a tough one. And he hasn't, he hasn't been there. He hasn't been doing it. And yep. so I take him out. And yeah, if I'd taken Foden out instead, I'd be, you know, 12 points, 13 points better off. It's, it's big. You get, Dreams, yeah. I, you get punished hard for, for things like this. It's, it's quite difficult to take, especially when the, the last goal as well is, you know, first of all, it's a, it's a Elise goal and then it's an own yep. goal. And then he gets the yeah. assist, and then he gets the bonus as well because he wasn't on for bonus before that. It was, yeah, but I've got to stop talking about my team as well. Sorry, but, oh, the other one is really the, other, the other the other one is Brighton though. But in terms of fixtures, I know Aston Villa looked really good against United, but the new manager bounce. Yeah, we've seen that with Emery, and it could continue. But going away to Brighton, I think again, I'm not sure you'll get a huge amount of optimism from Villa fans in that particular fixture because Brighton have been so good. The way Brighton are playing, knowing it's at Brighton, and the way Trossard's been playing, I just think Trossard's a nice little punt as a game week 16 mm. too. He's had more shots. I think Scout tweeted yesterday. I saw a tweet from Scout. Something like, since Deserby's taken over, only one or two players have had more shots than Trossard in the league. Yeah. Um, and he's playing centrally. He wants to get in that Belgian starting eleven. There's talk that it will be Trossard starting for Belgium. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's got a really good chance. He's certainly good enough, instead of the likes of Hazard, who's yeah, been yeah. such a good servant, but it hasn't been playing well. So, still an incentive there. There's also a transfer. His contract's out, I think, at the end of the summer. So, clubs will be sniffing around Trossard in the January window. Chelsea, in particular, there's a lot of incentives for... It could be his last game at Brighton. Oh, it won't st- be. Jenny, why, why are you saying such horrible things today? <laughs> so I like I like Trossard for his last game at the Amex. Which last it might be game at the Amex. You, you've got no. the, it's the January window, isn't it? And the season comes back the 26th of December. But there will be clubs looking at Trossard this window. They probably won't get him. They won't get him till the summer. But if Brighton wants some money for him, they've got to sell him in the winter. So I'm just looking up when his um. When I think his contract his contract's ends. up in the summer. Uh. Yeah, it is. Oh God! Oh, yeah. we we do we do we do have an option to extend it by another year. Okay, which obviously we would. Um, oh God, I didn't realise it was it was that soon. Mate, if he is a good World Cup as well. Yeah, you know the, he's a top four player, isn't he? He he is. He's got the potential to be. Yeah, he's he's still he's he's still frustrating, and he and he can be inconsistent. But I do I do wonder what he would look like if he was put into a into a top tour yeah. to, to, top two. I mean, someone like Newcastle, for example. Yeah. If they, if they came in for him, you know, big, it'd be really hard. You know, if they're in the top, you know, they've got top four aspirations and they put in a 67 million bid for him in yep. January. 
Oh, God. Oh, what a horrible note to end. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Madison's another one that Newcastle I could see happening. But yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll probably test a Leicester resolve again. But yeah, and again, Madison's another good punt. Yeah. He'll be gutted with not making the England squad if he doesn't. But um, Oh, God. Yeah. If, he, if he doesn't make the England squad, I mean, that is the biggest joke I, I think there is. I mean, come on. I'd be, I'm gutted for him because I don't think he will. I don't think he will make it, but he absolutely should. I think, I think he'll make it. I think, I, I think he has to. I think Southgate... There's no benefit to him not taking him because he's yeah. he's clearly the he's most important factor. Yeah, he's the X factor. Every squad needs someone that can do a little bit different to everyone else. Well, Mads does that. No one's saying put him in the eleven straight away. They're saying he needs to be in the squad. Yeah. I mean, I'd have him in the eleven, but you yeah, know, no, I, yeah. Southgate wouldn't. Well, we don't have. I mean, we don't have that creative midfielder really. You know, our most yeah. creative midfielder is arguably Ward Prowse or, or Bellingham <laughs> or someone. Yeah. I mean, we've got Mount as well, but. Mountain and Grealish and Foden could all play there, but you know I think they're they're more likely they to play to, yeah. further up if, if that happens. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think considered wide forwards, aren't they? You yeah. know, Mason Mount isn't a wide forward, but that's where Gareth likes to play him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's just talk quickly about kind of the, the the table so far. So we've got Arsenal top of the league. Yeah. I don't think too many of us would be expecting that at this stage. Uh, Thirty four points. They'll really want to go into the World Cup break, top of the league. Um, a very winnable game against against Wolves, so you would you would think this was how the table would will, will end. You know, going into this yep. break, uh, Newcastle in third, incredible stuff for them. Twenty seven points uh, for them, and Spurs in fourth. Do you think that's going to change much? I mean, we've got Chelsea right down in seventh, Liverpool down in yeah. eighth, Man United in fifth. What do you think the top four is going to look like? I think Arsenal, City, are, are, well, yeah will be locked. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Newcastle drop off in the new year at some point because that tends to happen on teams with smaller squads that do well at the start. Mm. We saw it with Arsenal last year who then drop off at the end. Although, look, maybe Newcastle invest really well in January and, and continue going strength to strength. I think Spurs will get top four. So I think there's one spot up for grabs. I think it'll be Arsenal, City, Spurs and then it'll be United, Chelsea, Liverpool or Newcastle and it's, it's really hard to call that. I don't think United will get there. I think it'll be Liverpool, Chelsea or Newcastle. Mm. And I'm not confident over Liverpool, just like I'm not over Chelsea. Um, so Newcastle, I've got a chance this year. But yeah, I think City will win the league and I think Arsenal will come second. It's up for grabs, isn't it? Because Liverpool and Chelsea are, are incredibly inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah the there's no identity to the way Chelsea no, are playing. It's not at really all. poor. No, it's, it's going to take Potter a bit of time and probably a few transfer windows, I think, to kind of implement what he wants. That's if he's given time um, as well. I, yeah. I do wonder, you know, if, if their form continues the way it is and they and they drop down to, you know, eighth, ninth, uh, you know, are the, are, is the new owner going to start getting a bit worried about it or would he, would he persist with it? I mean, he's got a five-year contract, so it'd be a pretty big statement to, to get rid of him, but you never really know what could happen. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a really yeah. interesting battle, uh, that. Because, I mean, Spurs as well haven't exactly been been great so that there is two spots really open if you know for, for these teams I think Newcastle will be looking at it in January and thinking we can yeah we can, you know get ahead of our kind of uh plan and and, and try breaking so forth what about relegation then I mean Forest and, and Wolves both on 10 points at the moment yeah uh, Southampton on 12 just sat the manager uh, Bournemouth on 13 and then Everton on on 14 they're kind of the most yeah, likely candidates teams on 14 isn't mm. there Lesson I reckon I mean, Forest, I think, are done. Because one thing Forest won't do in January, usually when you see teams down there, you go, oh, they need to buy in January. One thing Forest will not do, and they do not need to do, is buy in January. They bought too many players. Mark right? thinks they're going to spend another 100. 
Really? What's yeah. the point? <laughs> <laughs> They've shown they can't buy players and get them into this team <laughs> and, and make them work. Work with what you've got and give them some time because I don't think big, big-ish names, the type that Forrest will buy, are going to work for the for this team. Mm. Um, so I think Forrest are done. And look, Wolves with Lopetegui is a we could see the new manager bounce and that they have got some incredible players. We don't always see them playing well, but some of those Portuguese players Wolves have got are very good. Southampton, I think, are in real trouble, yeah. even with new manager. I think it'll be Southampton, Forest, and Bournemouth, and yeah. I think Wolves will just about do enough. Yeah, I think I think you're I think you're probably right on that. I mean, I, I do look at the Wolves squad though, and I do think you know there are problems, big problems, and the the break is going to help them. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, because they can They've get him in his back. Diego Costa. I know. With their injury problems, both of them, it's like who's going to lead your line? And that when a team goes down or is in that relegation zone, the one thing you often look at is where the goal's coming from. Yeah. And you look at some of those other teams in you know Everton with Calvert Lewin or even West Ham and Leicester. These guys have got top quality strikers. The teams we're mentioning probably haven't, and maybe that's why Bournemouth have a chance because Kiefer Moore and Solanke do, do look like they'll score mm. goals in this in this division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean a lot. A lot. Okay, so let's talk Fantasy 5 before we finish. Uh, it's the final Fantasy 5 of the Premier League season. Uh, obviously, it's five games uh, to pick one player from. Get them all right and you win £10,000. The games are Tottenham Leeds, uh, Newcastle Chelsea, Wolves Arsenal, Brighton Villa and Fulham Man United. Good games. Potential for goals in, in quite a few of these, uh, I think. Uh, let's start with uh, Tottenham Leeds. No crazy points for Kane. He's back up to mm-hmm. 9.5 uh, this time Kulazewski as well he changed the game when he came on uh, he's on 9-5 as mm. well uh, the Leeds players more kindly priced Bamford's on 6-5 uh, someone like Aronson 6-5 Rodrigo 7-5 what's Somerville? Somerville is 7-5 yeah he's had a oh. he's had a good he's had a good spell yeah uh, he's really good but I wouldn't pay 7-5 on this for him knowing Aronson 6.5 I know I'm, I'm going to the Spurs game um, sitting with the Spurs fans so I, I'm I kind of want to go for a Spurs player here. Well, Kane, I think, I think you can go Kane for Kane, Kane Hatcher. Kane, yeah. Kane Brace. Kane Brace? Get it? Yeah. Yep, yeah. that'll get it. 4, 8, 10. Yeah, that'll get it. As long as it doesn't get booked. Uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. Callum Wilson, 6-5. Aubameyang, 6-5. They've really, you know, they're really sitting on the fence with some of these prices. What's Trippier? Uh, Trippier, he'll probably be 6-5. He is 7-5. Okay, a bit more. Mm. Um, all the other defenders across both games are, are 6-5, so we'd need something. Uh, someone like Mount, 7-5. Sterling, 7-5. I think we go Newcastle. Yeah, me too. Almiron, 7-5. Wilson at 6-5. Cheaper than Almiron. Yeah. And I think he'll be fine because it was just a sniffles. Yeah, cool. Let's go. Wilson. Uh, Wolves, yeah. Arsenal. I think we've got to go for an Arsenal player, right? Can't really yeah. go for a, a Wolves one then. There's some cheaper, cheapish players, but not cheap enough. Uh, What's Jaka? He's usually well priced. Shaka uh, is seven five, quite a mm. lot. Jesus is nine five. Saka eight five. Martinelli eight five. Probably one Ooh, of them. Yeah, I go Martinelli. Martinelli eight five. I think so. I'd rather go Martinelli than Gabby Jesus, who's saved the money. Yeah. Okay. Yep, He's just got into the Brazil squad. You heard the story about that. When he was seven years old, his dad said, when you're 21, there's a World Cup. There's a FIFA World Cup when you're 21. You're going to play for Brazil. Son. No way. Actually, he, like, he's, yeah, he said this story happened. And I think the last time he played for Brazil, he even wore the 21 shirt. And yeah, he's 21 years old, got in the squad instead of Bobby Firmino. I know. 
What an attack they've got, though. I mean, oh, Neymar, Anthony, it? Vinicius, Neymar, Martinelli. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, Brighton Villa next. I think we both would, would lean towards Trossard, right? 8 5. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably quite a, quite an easy one. Um, Welbeck 6 5, McAllister 7 5. It's got to be Trossard, doesn't it? I think so. I'm surprised. McAllister gets in the Argentina squad. Like, yeah. That's mental. I know. There's he pictures of him with his arm around Messi. That's crazy. All that stuff. I know. <laughs> uh, and Fulham United next. Uh, Mitrovic, not kindly priced. 8 5. Uh, I think Mitrovic can have a big week, though. I don't know if we should go for him on this, but I think this is a good Mitro fixture. He'd need two. He'd need two goals. He's going to bully whoever plays centre back. Pereira seven five, and then all the United play all the United mids eight five. Really, I think we go Mitro, mate. You want to go Mitro? I think Mitro is going to have a big game. I think United just conceded four to Villa, and it will be Lindelof. It'll either be Lindelof and Maguire with Martinez. So it'll be one of them. Whoever it is, if it's Lindelof. Mitro will have loads of fun. Mitro it is. Done. In. Beautiful. Jenny. We've got a few flagged players there with Wilson and Mitrovic, but we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be all right. They'll, they'll make it. They'll make yeah. it. Uh, Jenny, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, doing these last 16 weeks of uh, team reveals with you. Uh, oh, enjoy the World Cup. Back. Enjoy the yeah, time mate. Off. And we'll be back. Great. We'll be back just in time for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Weirdly <laughs> enough. Yep, excellent. Thanks. Uh, and everyone, thanks, thanks for watching. And we'll see you soon.